Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, GoPro video on a fried date, Murgatroyd. How the hell are you? I'm on video. Yeah, you can't do this in your bra and panties anymore, can you? <laughs> There's huh? a lot of lights around us right now, Robert can't, Victor Anthony. Can't do it naked. Can't, can't do, do it naked. Or we could. You know, or we could. This is well. That's a whole different kind of show. Um, this is uh, this is an interesting thing. So bear with us while we uh, sort of work the kinks out of of camera microphone, um, not looking at each other, but looking at each other in a lens. It's, ah, I'm still. I I might still have to look at you because I'm looking for facial expression. I know it's really weird, and I can't even really see. The video camera, but for those, aren't you, aren't you guys glad you tuned in today? But for those that are listening on audio right now, you're like, "What the hell are the two of you talking about?" We are officially, if you want to go check it out, we are officially going. I don't want to say live because it's not live. We are officially going, going on, to video, going to video for the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. So that means that you have double your chances you of have pleasure. Options. If you uh, want to watch it, the place to watch it is on YouTube. Um, you, By the way, if you listen to the audio version and it looks like there's a different amount of time, it's because the audio version is edited when Kim makes a mistake. Oh my um, God. And uh, the video we haven't quite worked so out. So the video is just going to yeah. have all of your mistakes. Well, it. no, actually we are we are working that out. It just, it just dawned on me. A lot of disclaimers today. But here we are, and today we're going to talk about something that uh, you guys may or may not know about, and that is the idea of what's called HRV. Before you get there, I want to back this up <clears throat> because we're not, because I know he's, my husband has a hard on for HRV. Hard on? You do. You're like a 16 year old boy. <laughs> I am. Hard on. I am. So, 
But you do though, because I would, the other day I said, you know, he has a whoop, he has a smart bed, he has a new thing came in the mail. Wife. You do have a smart wife. Uh, glad you noticed that. See? He had a new thing come in the mail that's like this. It looks like a pulse thing that you put on your finger, but I could tell on the packaging, it was another gadget to determine HRV. And I said to him, I said, you know, you do a lot of things around HRV. You have 92 products to go to sleep. You have 8 million other things. God knows what else you're doing for HRV. But his entire life has begun to revolve around HRV. And for him, he says it's a predictor of health and a predictor because he wants to live to 130. Uh, so he can see Sophia grow up and our grandchildren and all of that. And I think that's all great. But if we're going to live more of a blue zone life, there's more to it than just tracking your HRV like a crazy person. All right. So for those of you that have no idea what HRV is and what the hell we're talking about, let me give you a quick anatomy lesson um, so I can defend my uh, my land here. <clears throat> In your nerve, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this in 60 seconds or less. Okay, time okay, me. I'm timing you. And go. In your nervous system, there's something called the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic is responsible for fight or flight. Oh my God, there's the lion. Boom, 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 boom. Parasympathetic is responsible for rest and digest. When you chill, when you meditate, when you relax, the pushing and pulling of that nervous system dictates your level of healthiness. If you're all sympathetic, then you're all boom, 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 boom. If you're all parasympathetic, then you're smoking pot at the beach and <laughs> and like just chilling and they, 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 you know, they come and take your furniture. And then, the, and then the lion shows up and eats you. And then the lion eats you. So the balance between the two is measured by something called heart rate variability. It is the pushing and the pulling between between the heartbeats. You do, if you have a really fast heartbeat, like boom, 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 there's no spacing. It's it, it's it's equal spacing. If you are really chill, it's boom, boom. There's big spacing, but you want that variability because there's a push and a pull. All right, you were five seconds over those. That was good. not. That bad. was actually really good considering the chattiness of you. Yes, that was really good. Thank you. Um, Do you like can, that backhanding? Can the uh, can the senator can the senator yield uh, her time um, for <laughs> me so I can continue this discussion? Yes, please go ahead. Okay, so what they what they and I don't know who they are, but what they're now discovering is that it's not just whether or not you're fit. It's not just whether or not you have a low heart rate, you know, a low pulse. More than that, it is where are you in your nervous system? Are you relaxed? You know, are you handling stress well? Are you meditating? Because that is a whole different side of representing a whole different side of your health than just jumping on the Peloton and killing yourself for an hour, right? So, and that's part of like the whole reason that we even started looking to the blue zones is, you know, when we're living, when we were living in Europe, God, I feel like I want to say it was like yesterday, but it was over a year ago now. Mm. When we were there, it was not, people are healthier, and of course, the blue zones, you know, the blue zones, if you don't know what that is, it 
It is the destinations in the world, the cities in the world that have the highest rate of centenarians. So the highest rate of people living over 100 years old. They did a study on it and found the nine contributing factors that uh, they they see in all of these different areas around the world uh, that are now considered blue zones. And when I look at the the life that we live in the US and the life that we lived in Europe, it's very different. The food is different. The community is different. Life is a different pace. You talk about different things. You do different things. And in the US, there's a bit of a fake... I'm, I'm going to call it fake health. And I know a lot of people are going to um, not like this, but fake health where if you have abs... And you can go in a swimsuit and show your body and you have like a, a big high booty if you're a girl and a six pack if you're a guy that you are the specimen for health. And that's not true. And in none of these places around the world, these blue zone places where people actually live into their hundreds, none of those people were rocking the cover of a fitness magazine. None of those people are, none of the factors are that you go to the gym every single day and you throw weights around. That doesn't exist. And so for us, we're looking really to shift from what we were, which was we were both fitness competitors. So we get that style, we get that thing. And what when we look back, right, at the years we were competing in fitness, it's interesting because we thought we were really healthy but that's not really the case. And now we started looking more into healthier things. I look into Blue Zone and Rob's like obsessing over HRV, which I think is a good thing, by the way. I'm not like knocking HRV. I think it's important, but I think you're going so deep into the HRV rabbit hole that you might be missing out on some of the other parts that are important if you want to live to over a hundred. Okay, so, that, so I said it is. My piece. It is precisely for the for those reasons why, and we're going to come to an agreement at the end of this episode. You're going are to be our, you're going to be our sure? marriage counselors. It is precisely why I'm using HRV as the metric to to evaluate the areas that we're about to discuss. So let me let me say a couple of things. Number one. The I, I was with a uh, a buddy uh, at the at uh, in Cabo at the work hard play hard uh, experience that we did there a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about a company called Heart Math. I think is the name of it. Yeah, I remember that. And they have the ability to measure the relationship between your brain and your heart. There's they actually speak to each other. And um, I'm not going to go into the science mostly because I have no idea how to go into the science, but <laughs> love the honesty. What I have come out of this with, and this is what Matt, my friend, um, explained to me. Inside of your heart, there are neurons in the same way that there are neurons in your brain. And your heart is in very much the same way has the thinking ability that your brain has in order to process information, which is why people say things like, go with your heart, go with your gut. What does your brain tell you? Because we sort of intuitively know that there's a thinking inside of those things. So when you're trying to go into HRV, I'm reading this book now, which is a great book. It's called Heart, Breath. This is so cool. I can actually hold it up. It's called Heart, Breath, Minds. And this is a, um, a doctor who works with Olympic athletes. And what she does with them 
is she deals with all of the other areas outside of fitness, particularly targeted towards HRV, because HRV is the metric for the overall nervous system, as I've mentioned earlier. So one of the things that she recommends doing to improve your HRV, which is that little uh, finger thing that looked like a, that Kim was referencing earlier in, in this podcast, that looks like a pulse ox test, sort of. In the morning, you measure your HRV, you get like a readiness score, and it lets you know where your HRV is. Okay, so now you got the score, and you know that your HRV is not where it needs to be, what do you do about it? Well, uh, it's a 10-week course, and I'm only on week one, but week one is for 20 minutes, you're simply taking a breath in for a count of four and out for a count of six with no stop. And as you do it, you start to feel tingly in your fingers and stuff. And But here's the idea. The idea is while you're taking the breath to sink your brain and your heart so that there's a resonance between the two of them. Now, the areas that we're going to discuss today in this podcast are areas that are outside of health and fitness that um, have been referred to as soft targets, which is what Kim is referring to in the blue zones. So in the blue zones, as she mentioned, there are people who live to be, you know, 100 years old, but they're doing certain things, right? They are doing things with they're going to church. They're going to, um, you know, uh, temples in like, uh, you know, the countries where they have like Buddhist temples. They are involved with community. They're eating a certain kind of food. They are volunteering. They have a sense of purpose where their, their children's children live on the same block as they do. So all of these soft targets affect it. But to measure that, your HRV is going to let you know how you're doing with those soft targets. Because if you're not opening your heart up with volunteering and with your family and with laughing, then your HRV isn't going to be where it needs to be. So the HRV is purely the metric that lets you know the scorecard of how you're doing in the other areas. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But I here's my argument, though. I've only seen you try to alter your HRV to up until this point with sleep, meditation, and workouts. Mm -hmm. And so my whole point was like, okay, let me go over the, Blue Zones call it the power of nine, okay? These mm. are the nine things that are going to give you the best chance at living to over 100. Number one is move naturally. That doesn't mean go to the gym and throw weights around. It means walk, run, like do natural movement. Uh, when we were watching a documentary, there was um, an older man in his, I think he was like 103, and he was walking up a mountain to take care of his goats in Icaria in Greece. Like move naturally, natural movements. So yes, functional training and so all of my, these So my goat is like Sophia, right? <laughs> I got to like move her. up the, move, move down the beach with Sophia <laughs> and I just have to think about her as a goat. Yes, you just have to chase her. But it's that natural movement. And, you know, when I go back to when we were in Florence and I would go for these long ass 10 mile walks, I mean, just to get to and from Sophia's school was a mile each direction. Yeah. So there was much more natural movement and, you know, much less throwing of weights around, right? And I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying if you think that going to the gym and throwing the weights around is going to help you live to over 100, that's not one of the factors, yep. right? Yep. 
Okay, so number one, move naturally, which I, I believe you do that. You're now doing beach workouts and you're running in the sand and you're doing- Skateboarding, skateboarding. bicycling. You're doing a, a much more natural movement, I feel like. Um, number two is know your purpose. And I think you probably know your purpose. I think I know my purpose. And I think a lot of our people listening or watching probably are struggling with that because your purpose and your job are not the same thing. Your purpose doesn't have to be a vocation. And I think people often believe your purpose must make you money, right? If you're living your purpose, and that's not necessarily true, but to know your purpose. Uh, Number three, I've loved watching you do more of this in the last five years, but downshift, find times to decompress. That's when you would chill. Like this guy is zero or a hundred. He's either a couch potato sitting, eating and with a Snuggie, or he does not stop moving. But you've been doing so much more of downshifting and decompressing. I love watching your Instagram where at the end of your workouts, you watch the sunset and meditate. That is complete alignment. This one you do not do. Stop eating when you're 80% full. (laughs) You know, it's funny you said that because last night we went out for pasta and um, I had this giant bowl of pasta and I was about halfway through it and I was like, I'm kind of full. Um, and I was like- But it's so good. But it's so good. And I over ate, honestly, probably 30% when I could have stopped. And there's a there's a definite thing to the time that it takes between your brain recognizing that you're full and you actually being full. So that, that's one I need to work on. Me too. Uh, so stop eating when you're 80% full. The plant slant. So that's what they call it. It's basically eat more of a plant-based diet. They're, all of these areas, these blue zones are semi-vegetarian. So they eat a basis of plants, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes. And then they eat meat or fish sporadically. They eat very little sugar. So definitely having that plant slant, which I don't know if you've noticed, but your lunches now, all of your protein is plant-based. Your lunches are all, or for the most part, plant-based. And I'm tossing in some more plant-based dinners. So I'm pushing, and I'll tell you this I'm too. pushing us in that direction. I'll feel, I work out usually around two o'clock and I'll have lunch at, at you know, noon or one, somewhere in there. Um, I'm usually starving by two or three. Since I've been doing plant, I'm not that hungry. No, because you're doing a plant-based shake, a plant-based lunch, working out and a plant-based uh, shake after like a post-workout shake, right? Yeah. And then dinner. And sometimes dinner, like tonight's going to be fish, but... Other times, it's very plant-based. I'm doing a lot of different things. So I think we're doing good there. This one, dude, we can high five on this one. Wine at five. It's literally in the book. Bam. So you can have- It says five? It says wine at five daily. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're just saying like, have a glass of wine daily. This. But did they say five or did you say five? No, they said five. It's Interesting. They're making it kitschy. Plant slant. No, 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 no. But I think there's something to that because it, you can absolutely tell if you have wine right before you go to sleep yeah. versus you know four Earlier. four hours before you go to sleep. And there's there's another thing in there with regard to uh, that wine point. It, it's it, there's a lot of evidence that will show heart disease. People who have one to two glasses of wine per night have less heart disease than those who don't with the caveat that if you go past two, 
The people who have three, four, and five have more heart disease. And the, the, the reasoning behind it is that, again, this is a nervous system thing. If you have one or two glasses, it unlocks that creativity, that relaxedness, that euphoric, that parasympathetic, that paras- parasympathetic, that relaxation, that you can open up and laugh and your heart rate actually slows down because your heart is open. But once you move into getting drunk, then you start moving into, well, fuck it, let's take out the Cheetos and let's just start <laughs> eating. And then you it winds up becoming a domino where all inhibitions come down and then you start fucking up in all the other areas. And so you, it's, a, it's a balance. And you've noticed too, when you have one too many, one and two, heart, your HRV isn't that affected. If you have three or more, your HRV goes through the floor, right? And I would, yeah. And I would strongly suggest if you're somebody who, um, if you're not drinking wine, I, I want to encourage you to start drinking. Um, <laughs> no, there's something please. called uh, farm, uh, what's it called? Dry farms. Dry farms. Um, I won't take the time to do it now, but it is- Clean crafted, less sugar wines. There you go. Organic, like no pesticides. My, wife is, my wife is like a walking bumper sticker. She could just get it down in three words. Number seven. <laughs> All right. So that's number six. Number seven is your tribe, having a healthy social circle. So, you know, if your social circle right now is a bunch of complainers, chances are you're a complainer. If your social circle is high vibe and healthy, chances are you're high vibe and healthy. We Water seeks its own level. We look for what we are, right? And I think that that's really important because you and I have talked about this before. Years ago, our social circle wasn't so good. And we probably were drinking way more, partying way more, doing way more things that we shouldn't be doing that weren't exactly gonna lead us to uh, the ripe old age of 130. And now we have a much different social circle so yes, you're the sum, uh, you know, what do they say? You're the sum of the the wealth of the five people you're with most or whatever. Well, you're also the same in health, right? Your, oh, your yeah. weight you is can, usually the your weight, similar. Your weight is the same. Um, and there's another, there's another stat that I read and it's something like when you go out to dinner with somebody, you will have around the exact same level of calories as the other person who's sitting at the dinner table, your ability to influence each other. If somebody says, oh no, I'm not drinking, you're probably not gonna drink. If somebody says, oh, I don't want the bread, you're gonna go, oh, I don't want the bread either. Um, you influence each other in a very tribalistic way. It's really interesting. So I think that's a really important one to, to focus on because I do get messages quite often that are like, how do you uplevel your tribe? Well, if you want a healthier tribe, go to where the healthier things are and make friends. So maybe it's a spin class, maybe it's the gym, maybe it's Whole Foods, maybe it's the park, maybe it's walking outdoors. Like go where the healthier people are. Maybe it's the farmer's market or whatever, but you have to be in the environment of that. Same same if you were always in a bar, you would make friends with people who are always in a bar, right? So go to where those people are. If you want high vibe um, people who are into growth, go to events where you're gonna find high vibe people that are into growth. That is the point of a mastermind. That is why we do what we do. It's not just to accelerate your business, but it's to create connections for you to elevate your tribe as well. So that's an important one. And that's the one, by the way, 
that kicked off this entire conversation when we were having it. Because he said to me one day, uh, I had a girl's night out. And he said to me, you know, we came to California and you were all worried that you wouldn't like make friends or whatever. You're the one with all the friends. And I said, well, you need to go get some friends, <laughs> right? I do. I, don't, I, I mean, you know, I had, uh, had a couple friends here, but they just moved away. And they left. <laughs> and they just left. They left yesterday. So I've got to, uh, I got to do better in that area. Yeah, you need to put more effort there. So uh, number eight is family first. And this is something that I'd love for you to talk about because we talked about this once before. Back when, I think 15 years now, when you would come home, I would kind of, play like a bouncer to your attention for at least 15 minutes so you could deep decompress from work and I'd make sure that you were like protected and you could go decompress by yourself. But now you are allowing the interruption. So if you're in the middle of work and Sophia comes in and says, daddy, daddy, I want to show you a picture I made, you pause and you look at the picture she made. Right. And I think that family first element is so important. And I know you had talked about uh, at some point the interruptions. Maybe the interruption is exactly what you needed. Yeah. So, okay. I, I can't, I can't speak to this exactly for every man out there, but um, for some reason I need to be, I, I'm talking a lot about stats and research today, but there is some, some, some more stats that shows that um, men in particularly have a difficult time in switching tasks. So in other words, if I'm sitting here, you know, at my desk as I am right now and I'm writing and Sophia walks in and she wants to talk to me, my ability to go from thinking about what I'm thinking and switching to her is very difficult for me. So I've got to but that doesn't mean it doesn't need to happen. So I have to learn how to allow myself to be interrupted when she wants to interrupt. And as well, she's got to make sure that, you know, she gives me my time to work too. There's a balance there. But, you know, it, it's very easy to have work creep happen where, you know, once you finish a project, you're just going to pick the next one up. And so you'll never, ever stop. So finding the balance between allowing those interruptions, getting better at sw switching tasks and getting really clear boundaries on what your work hours are and what your family hours are, I think is really important in terms of the macro uh, or maybe the micro of being able to implement it. But I think the other part is that, you know, kids are so freaking resilient. If you're if you're willing to give them a little bit of time, like yesterday, Kim sort of tossed her to me because she had something that she had to do that popped up, which is, you know, for my Virgo ass, is <laughs> fucking horrible. And it was in between coaching clients. He yeah. had like a one hour break. And I was like, hey, I need you to watch Sophia during that one hour. Right. And so I basically, the only hour I had, um, I booked everything to do in that hour because it was the only hour I had in between calls. And then she said, hey, can you DJ with Sophia? So my head was not in mixing house music with a six-year-old. Let me tell you, it was in getting the shit done. So, but I also am training myself now to say, how long am I going to do this for? You know, she's six years old. Like how many, how many years is she going to want to sit on my lap and learn something new? And while we were doing it, she reaches over, she puts her hand on my face 
and she gives me a kiss and she says, I love spending time with you, daddy. And I said, literally make me, I said, you do. She said, I'm enjoying this a lot. And then she sticks her tongue out like this. That's her, that's her coy face. That's her coy face. And for you uh, podcast listeners, you're just going to have to go to YouTube. Side tongue. (laughs) Um, And uh, our YouTube is youtube.com slash work hard player. Is it? I just made that up. Uh, I'm not sure. I have to figure out exactly. Oh my God. I, no, it's it's slash Jet Set Life. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah, our sorry. old Jet Set Life channel. Yeah, uh, youtube.com forward slash Good luck. Jet Set Life. Just or, Google it. Or look at the end of the show notes here. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think that's important. And then uh, let's move on to the last one, which is belong. It's, oh, family first we did. Belong yeah, so to. Let me, let me do it, honey. Family first. The last one is belonging to a faith-based community. So a fake community? Faith. Oh, faith. faith. Okay. Faith-based community. I was going to be like, we live in LA. We got a lot of that. So I've I've actually read about this one, and it doesn't. Yes, it can be an organized religion, but it more means having a community around you that ha- believes in something, believes in energy, believes in a higher power, believes in whatever. So. It doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, a Christian or a Buddhist or whatever. It just means that uh, you need to have something around you that you know there's more out there and you know that there's something bigger than yourself. Um, and I think having that faith is is really important and it's uh, number nine in the power. Yeah, I mean, power you know, of nine. so look, here's here's the point. There is a a resonance that you're looking for in your heart. And waking up that old stony cold heart of yours, if you have one of those, is really, really important. And even like, it's interesting because what puts you into the parasympathetic is belly breathing. And we have become the example that they that this doctor uses in the book is she said, look at a baby and look at their belly. Look how the belly goes up and down when they breathe. Look at a dog and look how a dog's belly goes up and down. Now look at a human. We're chest breathers because we're so stressed that everything comes from up here in the in the chestal region. I don't think there's a word chestal, but you get the idea. Made that up. Made that up Good in that region. So they train you to go down into your belly. And I'll leave you with this. There's some interesting words that she said are words that are resonant words. And when you think of the word calm, that has a resonance into your heart. When you think of the word fearless, that has a resonance. When you think of the word gratitude, that has a resonance. And when you think of the word magic, that has a resonance. So be very careful about the words that you use because words have meaning, words are meaning, and they have power. So, you know, look, I don't have all the answers and I am doing a vertical dive on this area of my life because I have spent so many years, as we've mentioned multiple times, in trying to look great um, on the beach. And now I just want to feel good. And I know that longevity, if I'm after longevity, that I have to look outside of the traditional hard talk targets. I almost did Boston targets of, <laughs> um, of, uh, of diet and, uh, and exercise. Okay. So to kind of wrap this in a bow, if you want to track your HRV, the best way we have found is the whoop. Uh, I've tried the aura ring, but the whoop seems to be the best, right? 
as far as tracking it? I think the the Whoop is is the right place for you to go. If you don't want to spend the money for the Whoop, you can get this um, readiness um, thing that I got, and it's from a company called HRV Elite. Is that the little thing that goes, but that only does it when you stick your finger in it versus the Whoop, which is all the time. Yeah, what what the HRV Elite is, is a morning HRV rating. It's like if you take your blood pressure, it gives you blood pressure. What the HRV, what the Whoop does is it gives you an average HRV over a 24 hour period. This one is, you know, just in that moment, you take like a blood pressure. Yeah. So get the Whoop. Okay. It's 30 bucks a month. Get the Whoop. And focus on, yes, exercise, focus on all of the areas. So we'll add those blue zone power of nine areas to the show notes. And I would highly recommend you going through them and rating yourself on each of these areas and where do you need to do better? Where is it that like, what could I do better in any of these areas? And for a lot of people, I think downshift is probably a really good one. Purpose is probably a really good one. Tribe and family first. Those are probably the areas I would suspect most people have a lesser score in and need to focus on. And then uh, what what else, last final tips for making your HRV the best it can be and, you know, well, moving forward to 130? We're probably going to have a difference of opinion on this, shocker. Um, shocker. But, but I think I, for me, the way that I make a change is by measuring something. So when I measure the HRV and it's off, then it tells me to go down different rabbit holes to figure out how I can how I can make it better. Blue zone, meditation, laughing, time with Sophia. So for me, the gateway is where am I now? How do I change it? Probably for Kim, I'll speak for you, would be to learn a concept like you learn in the blue zones. Don't make it so complicated and just do the things that you know people who are living 100 years um, are doing and just do those things. Did I, did I get that right? I think so. I mean, I'm wearing the whoop. I'm tracking. I'm doing it mostly because you asked me what my HRV is every single morning. But there are some other things in the HRV though. If you do a really strenuous workout, your HRV is going to drop. If you have go go out and party and have two or three cocktails, not wine, and eat pizza, your HRV is going to drop. If you don't sleep very well one night, your HRV is going to drop. Well, see, this is an interesting point, right? So your HRV drops. Like yesterday, I did um, sprints on the beach. So I knew that my HRV was going to take a hit the next day. Natural movement, good job. Why did it take a hit? It took a hit because I was sympathetic dominant yesterday, right? So I was going all in on training and my heart's boom, 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 boom. Well, that's not a whole lot of balance. Like, so today... Yes, I worked out, but I'm also not going to work out at the intensity that I did yesterday. And the whoop will tell you, hey, look, you really only recovered like 56% because of the score on the HRV. Don't kill yourself today because then you're just going to be sympathetic dominant. So today I'm going to be looking for other things that I can do to balance it out because tomorrow morning I want to wake up and say, I didn't kill myself with cardio and I took it easier and I enjoyed life a little bit more. So it's just the, the consciousness Tracking keeps it conscious to whether or not what you're doing is working. And at the end of the day, we all just want to live longer, healthier lives, right? As it has been said, where something is measured, it improves. Now, if you want to improve your life, uh, how'd you like that segue? If you want to improve your life, we have just put together a dream life 
course. So if you- A free Dreamlight It's free, course. no charge. If you, uh, what's the telephone? I can't read it. Come on. The, Okay. I have one, I have one contact. I'm kidding. All right. So text us dream life at 1310-388-9724. You don't need the one. Do it without the one. People, you're confusing people. I know you're confusing people. Okay. 310-388-9724. Oh my God. This is like 1987. (laughs) Dial www.http forward slash that's it, everybody. Text us the word "dream life" to the number. We will put this number up on the screen and the words "dream life." And the moment that that course is uh, it's done, it just needs to be uploaded and judged to be ready for you. Once it's ready, um, we will shoot you a text and let you know you can get it. And it's F R E E. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 